welcome to the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. This week is Throwback Week, so stay tuned for five leaders talking about five different topics from the archives. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, Ash Rhodes. Ash, it is lovely to have you back for episode 99 of the Customer Support Leaders podcast. Yay! Yay. Um, (laughs) And this week, we're talking about process improvement. By all means, let's improve these processes. Thanks very much for having me back. Processes are a very key part of any support organization, aren't they? I I think that's where I, I feel I'm coming from with this topic, is that support relies so heavily on process. They are that those processes have to work for us. Absolutely. I think that the the refining of those is always going to necessarily be a, a key feature because you can you can roll out a new process and think that it is just the bee's knees, that it's the, the perfect solution to your problem. And wow, once the rubber hits the road, it's not that perfect fit, or in fact, it's, it's the uh, exact opposite thereof. And so it's all about being nimble. It's all about uh, refining it and getting it to be that perfect thing. I, th- I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it when you're rolling out a new process, you have to be accepting of the fact that it won't be perfect. You know, I mean, I mean, there's this old adage that perfect is the enemy of done, isn't it? But if you say we're going to get it to a point where it's good enough that it will probably work, and then <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, it's a good work. old MVP, minimum viable product. Yes, minimum viable. Um, vi- Minimum viable process, one even might say. Oh, absolutely. Look at you. See what I did there? See what I did there? I see it. Um, But by the same token, I think that's really what we're talking about is that you don't want to stay with that MVP and you want to to be iterating. You could have that, that process that is just barely good enough that's getting it over the finish line, but it's so important that you really take a step back and view it and and bring in extra eyes to get that outside view of... Yeah, that sort of validation. That Exactly. Key. There is sort of a balance, isn't there, between the MVP and perfect that is probably right. the one you're going to run with. There And there is no perfect. Why, why, when will you ever know that it's perfect? There's... Yeah. There's, there's no way to, to know. Uh, one of my favorite things to do when I am onboarding new reps is to very strongly empower them to basically take that outside view as they are being run through all of the different processes and procedures that they are going to be doing and say, yo, dude, this is dumb and let me tell you why. And to, to give that feedback, they should always be looking for ways to improve it because they lack the it's always been this way in air quotes mentality that's the most valuable possible Mm. point of view that onboarding thing actually is a really good one and i know we've talked about this actually in previous episodes how people who are onboarding are actually a great resource to refine your onboarding procedure right (laughs) yes Yes. As again, as long as they feel safe and empowered to to do so, they have to have that uh, reassurance that their feedback is welcome, that you as their boss want to hear their unvarnished opinion. When 
somebody comes in from the outside and gives feedback on the process, even if they do feel relatively empowered to do so and relatively free and supported to do so, their suggestions aren't necessarily going to be sensible because they do lack a lot of that contextual knowledge. There is a big piece here, I think, about developing a culture where everyone is free to make suggestions on how things can be different, even if they're a bit outlandish or a bit underinformed. You're, you're one. You're absolutely right that they're um, <laughs> they're unvarnished and completely new opinions may very well be just kind of a uneducated let's go with uneducated as to like the reasons why it might not be a sensible solution to a problem or or what have you but but the second half is also completely and totally true as well by setting them up for being that that this is an environment wherein all opinions are welcome the the payout later on is untellable like if Mm. if everybody always feels like your door actually really is open to feedback um that's i mean i i would assume that everybody actually wants that i know that i do and i i know that you do and i hope that that all your listeners do as well so Mm. Mm. uh, that's you you have to start early in putting your your proverbial money where your mouth is so I think I think there are two parts to this. I think the the first and big part is that culture that welcomes feedback. But I think that the subtly different part of this is a culture that encourages examination of the status quo. Yes. Absolutely. And um hmm, I have to admit that I haven't always worked in companies that welcome both. But those companies that do welcome both, those have been the ones wherein um, the the employees have, without fail, had a much higher happiness, like employee happiness ratings, and that have like longer longer tenure. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 99 for the show notes, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.